1: Morning, and Welcome to Trophy Wars, this is episode 462, I'm your host, Tiki Wick, alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend, it's Alex. The man
0: with a new microphone set up, hopefully to benefit our wonderful listeners.
1: He brings the awesome, it's I Yield to no one. Hi. <laughs> uh, yield, did you update the trophies? Sir? I did. Okay, good because I I just realized I never asked you that before the show. No, but you did text me. I did, but that doesn't mean you remembered. <sighs> I did it though, and that's why I love you, sir. All right, so gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Um, I mean, I'm here.
0: Yeah, we're we're in a new year. We've got we've got brand new hope. Uh, I've you know I've made my way to all I want to do in Crash Bandicoot Four. So I mean. I I can play other games now.
1: <laughs> Are you definitely not going for that platinum?
0: No. There's there's just some levels in there, particularly the ones where you ride animals to hit and you got to hit boxes while you're doing it and you've got to make it through the entire level without dying and getting all the boxes and the like the controls on the animals aren't that great. It's specifically crash-landed and bears repeating levels and the the controls just aren't good enough, precise enough for me to, you know, want to sit there for six hours and try to do it. And, you know, there are other levels, like uh, something called Toxic Tunnels, where there's a a gym route, you unlock, you find all four color gems in the game, and then it unlocks a special route where it's like, you know, a gauntlet where you have zero checkpoints throughout it. I mean, granted, if you're, you know, you're trying to do it perfect, like for the time trial, then it doesn't matter if there's checkpoints or not, but just... I, I, I want nothing to do with some of those levels. Those level, three levels in particular, Cortex Castle, I've gotten through without dying on. But, you know, there's just some levels in there I don't want to mess with. It's not, it's not worth my time. I, one of the things that I really kind of want to keep focusing on is if there's just trophies that I look at and say, this isn't worth my time, like, just not try to stick it out for a platinum. Just accept the fact that I don't want to get those trophies and just move on and just be happy with what I've done.
1: And four. Alright, uh, Yield, how are you doing, sir? Uh, doing good? Um, yeah, I'm here. Okay, I, I'm stalling a little bit because I'm actually trying to find a post. I before. figured
2: you were doing something because you kept going down the same path.
1: Uh, okay, well, I said that, uh, I was gonna update everybody on the backlog beatdown, uh, and the rules and stuff like that, and now I can't find the post. Alright, so... Let's do our updated trophy count while I'm trying to find this. Uh, I am level 602, total trophies of 13,672, with 249 platinums. Alex?
0: Level 438, with a total trophy count of 7,118 total trophies, and a platinum count of 107 in 106 games. So for Crash 4, I ended up with 87, I think, percent of the trophies, and only missing... I, by the end, I'm only going to be seeing two of the trophies, which is the insanely perfect run and the earn all the platinum relics. So, we'll plus the platinum, but yeah, no. So that's uh, that's where I ended up this week. But I'm, I've, like I said, I'm totally cool with that.
2: All right, and yield level 432 trophy count of six eight eight zero, and a platinum count of one twelve.
1: All right, I, I'm, I'm going to another source to try to find. This and I can't.
0: Is there any other source it. besides the game stuff page?
1: Well, it, there's actually a, a backlog beatdown group, which is what I was in, and I can't find the. Uh, hold on. Yeah, maybe I can just search for pictures, media. There we go. Okay. There we go. Got it. All right. So uh, just. Everybody that wants to get involved in the backlog beatdown, uh, this year it's called backlog beatdown. Call your shot, and I think the rules here are gonna uh benefit a little bit better. A little change of the rules. Uh, the the event's gonna start January fifteenth, so that's gonna be what the two days after it's, the show it's releases? gonna be yeah. this Friday, right? So two days after the show releases, uh, you have to submit a a a, a list of five games. That you want to play. Every game that you beat is plus one. And every game that's 100% or platinum is a plus one. Every game that you buy is a negative one. Now this is where I think this is going to benefit the, the backlog be done better. So Alex, name me five games that you plan on playing soon.
0: I mean, I don't know if I can think of five games, but I'll give it a shot. So I would say Sea of Solitude, okay. Carrion, okay. Maneater. It's one of the free PlayStation Plus games for this month. Well, I mean, whenever I get a PlayStation 5, I plan to play it. And then Horizon, okay. uh, the sequel, uh, Forbidden West. And then that's... I don't know. I've, I've been thinking about going back to Ghost of Tsushima to get some of the, the Legends Platinums. But as far as a new game goes, I'm, I'm just kind of... I th- oh, I guess Returnal, but I that that again is contingent upon when I get a PlayStation Five. It is coming out in March, I believe, but I don't know if I'll have a PlayStation Five by then. So,
1: all right. Well, one of the games that you announced is actually uh, disqualified. That would be Horizon, because uh, the way this is going to work is you name five games, like uh, like I did, and you have to beat every one of those five games in order f- to get the point. If at any point... Say you beat four of them, but then you decide, okay, I'm not going to do the fifth one right now, and you quote-unquote abandon it, it's a negative one, and then you get to resubmit a list of five games. And then the last rule, no game released in 2021 counts as a plus or a minus. So, in this case, Horizon would not count for you. So...
0: Because... They're they're trying to focus on hey the, the, what is really affecting you is that you're buying old games and not playing older games that you have, or that you know, they, they you know they don't want to discourage people from from playing new games, but they they want to discourage people from buying like games from 2020 or 2019, but also not finishing the games they had before then from previous years.
1: Well, right, because the whole idea of the contest is to. Uh... You know, knock down your backlog. If you're just constantly buying new games and playing them, then you're not tackling your backlog. Yield. I know you're a, a critic of the backlog beatdown. You you prefer the be legit contest, but what do you think about these rules?
2: Have fun.
0: <laughs> you don't like these rules. It it sounds like how yield felt after playing Fall Guys.
2: No. <laughs> I mean I, I do like the attempt or I do like the fact that it's more uh more structured, but no.
1: So you're not gonna be participating in it? Oh game? absolutely not. Alright. Um uh, b- because
2: there's no there's no guarantee that I can get through five games in a month.
1: Well no, you don't have to play five games in a month. It's just you have to beat those five games before you're able to resubmit a list. It's not a monthly thing. I thought I, game, I thought
2: the way I read it was you had to submit a game, you had to submit a list each month.
1: No, 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 no. You have your five games, and then you beat those five games. If you beat them in a week, or you be, it takes you six months to beat them, you it. There's no time on how long you have to beat the five games. But if you don't beat all five games on your submitted list, any game that you did not beat is a negative one. But they also did just update the rules and say that. Say like right now, I'm playing uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Once I beat it, it comes off my list, and then after I beat the other four games, they all come off my list. If I go back and get the platinum in Phoenix, I don't have to resubmit it. That I can get the platinum at any time, and I don't have to resubmit it to get the platinum. This is all the only way you get penalized is if you put a game on your list and you do not beat the game.
2: Hmm. Too much to keep track
1: of. Well, that's also one uh, of uh, Levi's complaints about. It was like he's putting too much work on them. Uh, but there's also an update on the Be Legit, and that is that uh, the prize pool has increased. I
2: saw
1: that. And he he yes. Levi doubled it, didn't he?
2: Uh,
1: I, Double up. He basically doubled, doubled a lot of the prizes. The prize pool has doubled, but... Not all the prizes have doubled.
0: Well, I mean, I I mean that's great because it seems that Levi is getting more participation this year, and you know people are recognizing what he's trying to do, and the fact that he's trying to foster healthy competition within the community. So, I mean, that's that's great.
1: Yeah, uh, first prize before I the prizes before I believe, and please correct me if I'm wrong. The prizes believe I I, before was uh, first place was sixty, second place was. Mm Thirty and third place was fifteen. I think it's now it's hundred fifty and thirty.
2: Sounds about right.
1: So, uh, and you know, with the we we went over the rules of the be legit. Um, also, uh, Levi wanted me to say this, uh, because uh, I talked to him, uh, as per uh your criticism last week, Alex. Um, he made a decision to only allow. Three Telltale games all year, uh, because he took what you said into consideration, saying about how the Telltale games uh, should not really count in to be legit. Uh, so he limited to three originally, but I talked to him and I said that's not really fair to limit it to three because if so, say somebody didn't play the Walking Dead series, that's four games alone, so that wouldn't count. So he uh, he's going to allow up to five Telltale games. Over the course of the year,
0: I think that the important thing, and and like with any competition like this, like it's good to see not only in the be Chip but also the backlog beatdown that there's iteration that they're making changes as, as necessary. You no, know, nothing has to be concrete to where this is you know, you know always going to be the rule. They're they're willing to change things and improve things based on feedback. So, like I do appreciate that, and you know if if they still want to allow the. Um, the Telltale games just kind of limit them so someone can't just play every game, you know, in the Telltale series and play them three times and, you know, win the competition. I think that kind of thing would prevent other people from playing because it's like, well, why am I going to spend this year playing all these Telltale games when I don't really like them when somebody else is just going to win the competition because they do that. I think limiting, the, at least limited them is a is a really good move. So I, I think that that's a, that's a very good step
1: to take. Yeah. Uh, so... There we go. All right, so now let's get on with the show proper. Uh, let's get into what we're playing. I kind of started off uh, telling you that I was playing Immortals Phoenix Rising. I'm absolutely loving that game. I cannot put it down. It is one of the best show, uh, one of the best games I've played in a very, very, very long time. I love the comedy. I love the co- the combat. I love the uh, the puzzles. A couple of them are you know get really frustrating to do, but once you accomplish it, it's, it's such a, a feeling of accomplishment after you pass a certain, uh, dungeon. So well, that, that, that's good. That's
0: why they're puzzles. They're supposed to be puzzling.
1: Yeah. But see there's puzzles and trying to figure it out, which is good. And then there's, you know how to do it, but you just keep making like a stupid mistake here and there. And you, you're, uh, oh, it, it's so, it's such fun. Like I, I've almost rage quit a couple of times, but at the same oh, time, man, I'm that sounds
0: like tremendous fun. Rage quitting. <laughs>
1: Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, I like. I felt like rage quitting, but it like I'll get up, and go smoke a cigarette, and I come back and be like, "All right, you know what? I'm back to playing this." Like, that's how easily I'm getting over it because this game is so fun that I just want to keep trying, even though sometimes it's really frustrating.
0: So, I mean, let, uh, let me ask you a serious question here. You that, you said that you really like the game. If you had had, if you had voted for your game of the year year, last year I have a feeling you're still going to say The Last of Us but I mean this would this be in contention against The Last of Us or would you pick this game over The Last of Us Part 2
1: I I think I'm going to surprise you but I say I think I would actually pick this over The Last of Us Part 2 it's that good of a game
0: well I mean when you when you draw comparisons to Zelda and you know given the fact that you know not just you but other people weren't necessarily happy with the direction they took Breath of the Wild I mean yes it got great review scores and a lot of people were really you know praised it a lot but it, you know, there was a vocal crowd of people that said we we prefer the older style of Zelda. I mean, this this game seems like it would scratch that itch for people who ne- didn't necessarily get that uh, that traditional Zelda experience from Breath of the Wild.
1: See, like this game is very much like Breath of the Wild, and like it, it's and like I, I was talking to Kali because uh, I was telling Kali was asking me how I liked it, and I was telling her it's you know it feels very much like Breath of the Wild. She goes, "Well, then why do you like it?" Because it is. I, as many times as i talked about breath of the wild everybody seems to be confused when i say it's not a zelda game i'm i'm not saying breath of the wild was a bad game it's it, well me, i do believe last not... week
0: you did say that immortal's phoenix rising was you know what zelda should have been if it were a good game
1: well okay i said that and like i said i was half joking when i said that uh, it it does seem like ubisoft took breath of the wild and made it 10 times better um I, but again, I've never said Breath of the Wild is a bad game. I just simply say it's not a Zelda game, and I, I will, I will die on that hill. I'm sorry, Breath of the Wild is not a Zelda game. Um, but the Mortal Rise is so good, and like I said, I, I honestly, I would put it in contention, and maybe even top the Last of Us Part Two is one of my favorite games of the last generation. And I've kind of. I will. I do want to comment that it, maybe it's not the Zelda game you're
0: used to, but it is clearly a Zelda game. Just because they evolve the series and it doesn't necessarily look like the Zelda game that you're used to, that we, to be honest, that we've played for years and years and years. Yes, that whole dungeon, you know, structure that they've had. It may have been a little bit different, in Breath of the Wild. But just because it it looks different from the traditional Zelda, doesn't mean that the traditional Zelda is the only Zelda game you can have.
1: Okay, but see, I, because I know... because then
0: like. Age of Calamity is not a Zelda
1: game. Okay, see, you're okay. I I really don't want to go down the path again. But it's it's simply saying like I'm a big Metal Gear fan. I I would say that uh, uh, Resistance was not a Metal Gear game, even even though they 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 called it Metal Gear Resistance. It was not a Metal Gear game. Same. It's the same thing. They put Zelda on this, but that does not make it a Zelda game. It it didn't follow any really uh, any of the core things that Zelda is known for. You can throw Link in there, you can throw Zelda in there, you can throw Ganon in there, you can throw the Hyrule Shield, the Master Sword, all that the Triforce. in there. But that doesn't that but that but and, and see, the the Triforce shows up for like two seconds, and it's never referenced. I I get the I, I again, it's not a bad game but you can slap all that shit into a game does not make it a Zelda game. Well, I mean, my,
0: my me saying something is not me trying to, you know, start a discussion. It's just me letting people know, I don't agree with your assessment. Like, I mean, and, 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 and it, to be fair, I have not played Breath of the Wild. I've seen people play it, but I have never played it myself. But my opinion is, is that just because it is like, because then at that point you're saying, hey, just give me the structure of Ocarina every time with different temples, and maybe a different story. And, you know, I'm fine with that. I'm saying is that, I still consider Age of Calamity and all these other games that break from the traditional Zelda structure of explore, dungeon, explore, dungeon, like all of that, I still consider that a Zelda game within the Zelda universe because it, I don't need a tra- like one specific structure for it to be a Zelda. I mean, like, look at the Sly Cooper games. They switched the Sly Cooper formula drastically for Sly 2, but I still consider Sly 1 and, you know, everything game beyond it a Sly game. So, I mean, that, that was my point in bringing it up is that, you know, you've mentioned things here on the show before and I've just kind of let it go. It's just, I would just want people to know that like per my opinion, I don't agree with that. But I mean, you're you, if you feel that way, then that's, that's perfectly fine.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, and other than that, I've been playing division two and did I play anything else. I don't think I played anything else. All right, Alex,
0: what have you been playing, sir? Well, Finishing up a little Crash 4, did Rocket League last Thursday night, our our return to form on Rocket League live streams Thursday Thursday evenings. Uh join us at seven every Thursday for some Rocket League. Yeah, we played for a couple hours, me, Yield, Homer, and Riley. And then or I should say the brand, I guess, but now people know <laughs> now people know his real name, so we switch back and forth between the stream. So um thank you all for everyone who supported and came out. Uh, to watch to watch the stream especially Nitro who who was keeping the chat uh going and and you know commenting and watching and just supporting the the stream and and, and us so thank you Nitro for that and roast and roasting the hell out of me by the way well yeah you deserved it because you, you were trying to it. roast you were trying to roast the brain in text messages saying the brain so tricky apparently thinks that you shouldn't be able to host unless you're good at the game and he was trying to roast Homer and, and the brain about it when
1: Oh, no, I didn't roast Homer. I said Homer was qualified to host it. Uh, the brain absolutely is not good enough for Rocket League to host a Rocket League Thursday.
0: I just, we, we
1: don't gatekeep like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Yield, what do you been playing? Sir?
2: Uh, Rocket League, World of Warship Legends, Ghost of Tsushima, and
1: Just Cause 3. All right, hold on. I got a, a reply to uh, uh, Mr. Joseph Priestley. All right, so well, that was a quick reply. Into, well, uh, I posted the picture that uh, Ashley sent me about the way you're podcasting right now. Yeah, I saw that. And Joe said, "And Joe said that's a pretty smart idea." And I said, "I'm not saying it isn't."
0: Well, that was that was all, all right. Ashley's idea. That basically, if you if you're not part of the Facebook group, what she did was. She bought me a new microphone, but she also took like a plastic tub, like the like a plastic storage tub, and inside of it she put like foam padding. She she glued foam padding to it and basically made like a little soundproof room that I could just set the microphone in and just kinda of put my head in it and talk to. Because I mean if you if you saw the the way my house is laid out, uh trying to soundproof a room would be ridiculously expensive. So this this was a very nice and thoughtful Christmas gift that she actually went online to look and see how it was done and and the best way to do it. So Hopefully, like I said earlier, this comes out uh, better audio quality for you all. and doesn't sound quite as uh, as tinny or doesn't sound like there's an echo all the time.
1: Yeah, and she uh, she made a point that when I was talking to you earlier on the phone, she was like, I did a lot of research to make this happen.
0: And I promised her that I would mention it on the show and give her the credit.
1: Yeah, yes. So thank you very much, Ashley, for uh, giving Alex that setup. It does sound better. All right, so let's get into the news. Uh, either one of you guys kills on fans. I mean, I I
0: was, I'm a fan of Guerrilla Games more so than Killzone. Here's the thing. I feel like Killzone is a good game, but it's not, like, any of the games i played, and I played 2 and 3, because I got caught up in that hype on the PlayStation 3 of Killzone 2 and how good it was going to look and how fun it was going to be. And it, I mean, it was fun, but I feel like what elevated that game was the fact that it was kind of pitted against, it was like, this is the Sony-owned shooter to have, like, it was pitted against Halo and other games like that, so it's like, hey, this is the one that Sony pushed. So I don't feel like Killzone is that great. I feel like it's good, but I feel like the way they positioned it and marketed it was, the, was what has made Killzone as interesting of a series as it is.
1: Yield? How was your feelings on Killzone?
2: I uh, never really played it.
1: Okay. Uh, well, Sony has, quote-unquote, retired the Killzone franchise website, but it has promised that the change will not affect online multiplayer modes. This is coming from IGN and is written by Adam Bankhurst, who's a frequent contributor to our news section here.
0: Unknowingly contributing to Trophy Doors.
1: <sighs> yeah, I should send him a message thanking him for all his uh, his efforts. Uh as reported by VGC, visitors to killzone.com are now greeted with a message by developer Guerrilla Games that begins by saying, quote, the official website for Killzone franchise has retired. Going forward, visitors to killzone.com will be will be directed to playstation.com and quote. The message also mentions that while the change does not impact online multiplayer modes of Killzone, player statistics or ranking data for Killzone Mercenary and Killzone Shadowfall is, quote, no longer possible to create or manage clans in Killzone Shadowfall, end quote. Grilla ends by thanking, uh, quote, Killzone.com's many fans and visitors throughout the years for their enthusiasm and support, end quote. Uh, it goes on to say, while this doesn't necessarily end, the Killzone franchise has gone forever. It has been over seven years since Shadowfall was released as a launch title for the PS4.
0: You know, I would be interested, you know, if, if listeners, if any one of you plays Killzone online still... Like, let us know because I I'm I'm just generally curious if there's still a community for that game, and you know like Guerrilla has clearly moved on because the thing with Sony franchises is I mean you see it with Naughty Dog and Sucker Punch and and Insomniac you know they do create you know franchises and then they hand those franchises off hand hand those franchises off to other people so it's going to be interesting to see you know if we see games like Kill Zone or Resistance come back later just under different you know flagships than than we were used to before I think that. Ratchet and Clank is the only game series that kind of Insomniac has held on to and still is basically headed up the, the development of.
1: All right. Next story we have is also come from IGN and is written by Joe Scribbles. Uh, Sony, Japan. well, you're not, has you're not doing your, your corny kind of funny joke. You told me I can't do it
0: anymore. Well, that's never stopped you in the
1: past. All right, well, Joel Strubles is a made-up name. I I, I feel that. It's not just because it's kind of funny. Do, I think it's a made-up name. Do you name. owe Greg Miller money every time you say that? No. I, why would I have to pay my brother?
0: I don't think I've ever thought about that before, but you all do have the last the same last names. <laughs> the, the most pure, boring, puritanical white names
1: in all of history. <laughs> For the record, we're not brothers. I was just trying to see if I could get a reaction out of them. Uh, okay, Sony Japan has reportedly announced that it will end production on the PlayStation 4 Pro and will only continue to produce one model of the PlayStation 4. It is not clear at time of this right right now the article whether this policy extends to the western markets. GameWatch has reported that Sony has discontinued all models of the PlayStation 4 Pro and all but one model of the PlayStation 4 slim. With the original PlayStation 4 design already out of active production, the only PlayStation 4 that will remain in production is the 500 gigabyte jet black slim design. So, uh, with that being said, yield. I'm gonna go to you first. It does it concern you that Sony has already stopped making PlayStation 4s because of their long standing? We're gonna support this console for 10 years.
2: It is kind of concerning that they bailed on it already, but maybe they think with they pretty much had the corner they pretty much had the market for last gen I mean they sold I don't know how many millions of consoles, so I mean it seems kind of surprising, but if you think about how many millions of consoles they sold and it feels like practically everybody owns one it it doesn't seem that surprising
1: if well do you And, uh, you know, I'll go to Alex on this question. But does it, do you find it weird that they stopped making the the pro and that they're only making the slim? Because I think they would want to push the pro version more than the original, uh, slim version. I
0: thought the slim, you said they were discontinuing the slim.
1: No, no, no. They're stopping the pro and the original PlayStation 4. Uh, design the very first one they came on the market with those are both now out of production and the only one sony japan is making is the slim ps4
0: yeah but they they also mentioned that that may not pertain to the u.s too
1: well yes but if sony japan is doing it i mean how far is the west i mean i don't know maybe they have sales data that that
0: shows that the pro didn't sell as well in the west or in the east as in the west so they decided to you know only focus on a certain skew over there that maybe they the that uh, the consumers over there decided that they were more likely to buy. I, for me, it's like you know that now that they've released the five. They're now working on technology or have been working on technology to get it, you know, more cost effective, streamline this, this, the 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 console to make it probably smaller, more efficient, cost less money for them to produce, and therefore they can pass that off to us and a price reduction later on down the road. So they're probably looking at you know in the future at more PlayStation Five models already. If they want to cut down the number of SKUs for the PlayStation Four, as long as they're not discontinuing all, you know, production of PS4s, I don't think that's. I mean, it, when you hear it, it's kind of like, oh wait, what? But once you kind of think about it, it for me, it's it's like if you want to, if you're as long as you're still making PS4s and you want to commit to one model and to continue to make that, that's fine. Because as I see it, you're probably focused on the five, continuing production to get more of the fives out there. And then also, you're probably working on technology to make the fives more cost effective for you and for customers. So it just seems kind of like a nat- natural trans- transition to the new generation.
1: Uh, okay, I, I just I find it a little weird that they stopped making the pro version because I would think that that'd be the one they want to sell.
0: And again, maybe it's just based on sales data that they, I mean, I'm sure the pros sold, sold well enough, but it, even if it is, I mean, there's got to be a reason they're doing it. It can't just be, maybe it's because they're like, hey, we don't want to sell such a high end. We want to cut the cost of the PS4s on the market. We don't want to sell such a high end because we want people to go to the 5. So maybe, you know, if if there are stragglers out there who haven't bought the 4 yet, maybe we, we put a cheaper model out there. And then they'll maybe adopt that and later on down the road, the 5. I don't, I don't know. But there's got to be a reason behind it. I don't think Sony just does it just for the hell of it.
1: All right. Uh, And we have one more story uh, that's coming also from IGN and is written by Matt T.M. Kim. Uh, Epic Games has bought an entire mall with plans to turn the unused location into its new headquarters in Cary, North Carolina. In a press release, Epic Games announced that it has purchased a 980,000-square-foot-and-87-acre Town Center Mall, which will become the new Epic Games campus by 2024. This includes plans to create both office buildings and recreational spaces for long-term use. Uh, I just thought this was really weird. I mean, I know, like, we don't really do epic games like we don't do a lot of pc games but i thought it was weird or uh, not even weird i thought it was kind of cool that they bought an old mall for the new headquarters
0: yeah and it's nice because a lot of times you'll see it like an old mall it's like derelict and no one wants to do anything with it because what one business can buy an entire mall and outfit it to make it a new you know facility but it it's actually quite cool that epic can do that because i mean you think about epic's reach these days they have a lot of money, and, you know, with the Epic Game Store and and the platforms they're supporting and the games they're putting out, Epic probably, and the fact that they're a publishing platform, I mean, Epic probably has quite a bit of cash to spend, and this will hopefully help them expand their their operations to where they can, uh, I don't know, just just work better.
1: I think they're making, like, $3 million a day off of Fortnite. I mean, probably, and that's not even the only game they make. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so... Uh, before we move on to our topic of the week, uh, let's do an ad, and then I have to clarify something for our audience. This portion of the show is brought to you by Amazon. If you could and would, please
0: stop by Proven Gamer First and click on any Amazon link and continue with your normal shopping. It doesn't cost you anything extra and helps out the site tremendously.
1: All right, so Levi post made a post in the Loop Brothers Facebook group. Um, saying to settle the argument, you cannot put the PlayStation 5 copy of Maneater in your library and wait until you get a PlayStation 5 to play. The good news is you can buy it on Epic Key on G2- G2A right now for $12.81. Uh, I want to clarify this because apparently uh, some people are having problems with this. Because uh, what Levi tried to do was he went to go get the game off of his, in the PlayStation Store, on his PlayStation 4. You can't. You got to go and- through the website. Right. Because uh there's been a, a, you know, a little bit back and forth. Uh a former host of the show, Donnie, uh, got involved in the conversation and uh you know, Donnie using his Donnie Babble. Uh you cannot expect uh Sony to sell Playstation five games on your Playstation four. Uh so when Levi went into the store, it tried to uh when he went to look for Maneater, because the PlayStation 4 version of Maneater is not available uh, on Plus, uh, only the PlayStation 5 version. So you had to either go onto your console, go on the website, or go on the app and get it. Uh, so you absolutely can put these games in your library for when you get your PlayStation 5. You just have to go through either the website or the app until you get a PlayStation 5. Yep, that's what I
2: did. Logged on to my computer, logged over to the PlayStation Store, and boom, add to cart.
1: Um, but I like
2: her ad to library. I wanna, sorry.
1: I, I want to call Donnie out on this and I know he's never really going to hear this, but, um, he made a comment and I thought this was a good conversation piece. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe, or maybe not, maybe I'll just edit, take this all out of the show, but Donnie said the big st- The stupid big picture is why can't I get this PlayStation 4 game for free but I can get a port of it for a system that just came out I probably still won't own because you were too stupid to manufacture manufacture millions versus hundreds if that, again, Sony, as usual. Well, here's the thing,
0: Donnie. We also know that Donnie sees early adopters as beta testers, so he wasn't going to buy one right away anyway.
1: Well, see, okay, that's my point is because I said you can get it for free. You can use the website or app. And then I I said, Donnie, you stop being a Crybaby gamer. Uh, He responded by saying, I don't know if you can get it for free or not. It's not a big deal to me. I'm commenting on the initial post. But that being said, Sony, as you was going through all this BS just to get what is somewhat rightfully the PlayStation 4's owners anyway. And then I said, and I responded to him by saying, also, your argument is about how many they made is invalid because you wouldn't have bought one anyway due to you letting everyone be the beta testers uh and then you know it went back and forth uh so i, I thought this was a, a good conversation piece in in itself because do you guys think that sony only giving away the playstation 5 version of man similar to what they did with bug Snatch, but they only gave the playstation 5 version do you think that sony is somehow trying to manipulate you into going to buy a playstation 5 i i don't earlier than
0: you would i mean I think that definitely is something that could push people to. For people who don't know, you can just log on to the the PlayStation Store via a PC and and collect the games there, which I will be doing after we stop recording tonight. It it's um, it's definitely something that I can see them kind of like a, a very like low key tactic to push people like, hey, all these games are available because again, if people can get these games for free on their PlayStation Four, you're just elongating the life of the PlayStation Four, and in the end, as a business. I don't think Sony really wants to do that. They want to push you towards the new generation so you know they can get the numbers and be like, hey, we're so much better than the, the Switch or the the Xbox Series X or the Xbox Series S. I mean, they want those numbers, especially for their first financial report after the launch of the, the console. So could they be doing this as a tactic? Absolutely. I, I don't really from Donnie's perspective, I agree that I don't understand why, especially for all like the, Hey, you know, these games are upgradable to the PlayStation five. Hey, all this, this cross platform play, all this kind of stuff. Hey, you know, you can, you can maybe, uh, you know, buy this game on the four, then play it on the five, you know, all this backwards compatibility talk, but then you release a game for the PlayStation five for free. That's also has a PlayStation four version. And we can not get that for free. Like you couldn't swing that with the, the publisher, the developer. Like I, I don't understand that. Like, Granted, are we entitled to it? I guess not. But at the same time, it's kind of it's kind of weird that PlayStation Four owners can't get the game for free because you know someone like me, someone like Donnie, someone like Yield, like we are, or I assume Donnie has PlayStation Plus, but you know specifically Yield and I, like we are, have been PlayStation Plus members for years now. So why why can't you throw us that bone?
1: Yield, what do you think?
2: So uh, before I go on my thing. Bug snacks, was that just a five game or was it also a four game?
1: It, are you talking about for plus or just in general? Just in general. No, it was on both systems. Okay. So now, now confirming that, uh,
2: I think the only reason they're trickling out these five games is to, I guess, not alienate your people who've already switched over, your five players. Um,. I personally think that like Alex was saying, if you're gonna make one version of the game free, that should be your game of the month then. You know, Bug Snacks is free, both consoles. Maneater is free, uh, both consoles. Not, no Bugsna- no 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 I'm no, oh, no I'm just saying
1: oh, no, I'm, I I'm sorry, I misunderstood. I thought you were saying that no, 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 they were. No, no, no. You're saying they should they be they should be. Be- it. I'm sorry, I if,
2: if if you're going to make a five game free and it's too early in the cycle, and this is my opinion, then it should be an exclusive five game. Because now that makes it more enticing to possibly, you know, level up your system, so to speak. You know, go buy a five. Um, once I found out about you know, the, go onto the website and you can dump it in your library. That's what I've been doing. Otherwise, i was just going to be like, oh, well, I guess I just don't get that game for free. Um, I I can kind of see why Sony's doing it. But it, it just, it, what's the word I'm looking for? Just seems more run around. You know, like I said, like what Alex was saying. It, it To me, it just seems kind of s- silly. And it would be simpler if you just went this game's free, both systems.
0: Well, if you guys remember after they announced offstage that Horizon and Miles Morales would be coming to the PlayStation Four as well, when people for the most part had thought that they would be PlayStation Five exclusives, people were kind of like, Well, why would you make them available for the four? Then what's my you know, incentive to go buy a five if these all these games are just come to the four anyway? So Maybe this is kind of a step in the other direction where they're like, hey, you know, you can still, you know, buy these games on the four, but you have extra incentive to buy the five because we're making them free on the five for PlayStation Plus, you know, for this month.
1: Okay. I mean, I, the way I look at it is kind of like a a combo of both what you guys are saying. I think them releasing a, a PlayStation 5 game and not the PlayStation 4 version of it. I think that is a way to get people to buy a PS5. But as Yield also pointed out, I think it's also a way to uh, satisfy the people that bought a PlayStation 5 so they don't feel left out. And I think maybe, you know, within a year, we're going to start getting two PlayStation 5 games as more PS5s and next-gen games come out and the selection of what can be released is out there. Because right now, obviously, the selection is kind of limited. So, well, and
2: a lot, you, and a lot you, of them. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. At least, at least, that's what we're feeling with, with the whole cyberpunk thing. Is that a lot of games were made for the four were just upresing them for the five.
1: Well, cyberpunk was actually. Uh, I know was a was. They they started making it for the four. Then they uh, excuse me. Uh, th- this is all speculation in room. Right, don't take anything what I'm about to say is, uh, as gospel. The story goes that Cyberpunk was being developed for the 4 and the 1X. They stopped production on those to start making the next-gen versions, the Series X and the PlayStation 5 versions, completed those, and then didn't finish them, so to speak, and released those versions for the lesser-known consoles, which couldn't handle the games, uh, running the games at those speeds, and that's what's caused all the problems with Cyberpunk.
2: Gotcha. So, do we know... Are the five games that are coming out that are both five and four, are they two separate games or are they the four version just uprest?
1: Well, that's kind of hard to answer only because, like, right now I'm playing Immortals Phoenix Rising, but I'm playing the PlayStation 4 version. I notice that when I play certain games like uh, Watch Dogs Legion, uh, Miles Morales, excuse me, Immortals, it often tells me that there are some features that are not available in the PlayStation 4 version that are available in the PlayStation 5 version. Okay,
2: so so you bought the 5, you've bought the 4 version of these games, you haven't bought the, the 5 version.
1: Well, the 5 version came for free, or if I did buy the 5 version, the 4 version came for free.
2: Okay, because see, I, I'm curious to know about that. E- ever since this whole cyberpunk thing has come out it, before i always figured that companies well they kind of had to because you were always changing your format so you had two games you know it was the same game but you had two games you had one that was made for the next gen and one that was made for the current gen now now so with this whole thing with cyberpunk it's got me thinking about all these games that are that are back and forth especially since the five can play the four games it just you know upreses them to make them look better it makes me wonder: Is Immortals Phoenix Rising, Miles Morales, uh, Bug Snacks, name another game? Are all those just a four version with a five label on it, or is it a well, see, five version?
1: Well, okay, I, I don't know this for uh, you know for a fact, but when I see the message saying some features are not available. I was, I'm was. i just assuming that it's features like the 3D audio or the haptic triggers. Like, when I played Miles Morales on the 4, I didn't have the tension in the triggers. But when I played it on the 5, I had tension on the triggers. So, when I say, when that message pops up on my screen, I'm just assuming that you're not getting the PlayStation 5 features. You know the three d audio the haptic feedback all that stuff like that that's what it means to me now in the case of cyberpunk, which actually we're gonna we're gonna go into it a little bit, as I said before, it's my understanding that they made this playstation five uh version and the series x versions and they released those versions for the playstation four which that could not handle it so just you know. For comparison, and just to break it down, uh, it's like they made a 50-pound sack of sugar, and they're trying to stuff it into a 25-gallon barrel. You know, it, it just doesn't fit because it's always going to be working to try to get the rest of it in there, and it's never going to be able to do it because the system can't handle that much memory. That's my understanding of all the news that's came out is that the PlayStation 4 and the One X just cannot run it because it will never have the memory or the speed to run the specs of what well, the game Well And if that theory is
0: true, then them releasing all these patches is, is pointless because the problem isn't with the Correct. game, it's with the system.
1: Well, no, the problem is with the game is that they need to find a way to dumb down the game requirements. So the patches will work. They just it, it's it just probably get, you're gonna lose, uh you know, graphics. You're probably gonna lose certain bits of sound. We don't need no it just
2: patches. Uh,
1: it, it just it, it basically boils down to, uh, you guys have computers, obviously. Uh, as you know, the every Windows comes out, or even on your cell phones. As every time they release a software update or something like that, you ever notice like your phone starts getting slower and slower and slower? It's because the new system, the new software is requiring so much of the, the hardware, but the hardware can't keep up because it's not designed to run that program. That's why you can't put, uh, you know, Windows 10 on, you know, a, a laptop from 20 years ago. The system just can't run it. That's basically what it is, is that think of, you know, your PlayStation 4 is running Windows ME, but it's trying to run Windows 10. It's just not going to work. That's the best comparison I can give you guys. I hope that makes sense because you guys' silence is like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about.
0: No, I mean, that, that's a pretty good explanation.
1: All right, so let's uh, let's do another ad here. Which ad do we want to do? All right, I'll, I'll let you choose. Alex, do you want to hear you or do you want to hear Yield?
0: How about Steven? Can we hear Steven?
1: I don't know what you're saying. All right, see. we'll hear Yield. All right, Yield. Be sure
2: to follow us on all of our social media feeds. Just look for Proving Gamer on Twitter and Facebook. Be sure to also join the Trophy Horse Facebook group at Facebook.com backslash groups backslash TW In the group is where you can ask questions for us to answer on the show. You can also send us an email via the Troy Memorial email. That address is trophyhorse at provengamer.com. Or if you would rather leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 330 proven nine. That's three three Oh seven seven six eight three six nine. 776 8369. You can watch our videos on YouTube by doing a search for official proven gamer. You can also catch us streaming at twitch.tv backslash Proven Gamer, and you can catch Tricky streaming for Extra Life every Sunday from no, 3 to can't. 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv backslash Extra Life for Kids. Remember, that's the number four, not the word.
1: People do stream on that Twitch. I just, I'm currently not doing For a it. moment, Fortnite. I
0: forgot that that was a recording of Yield, and I was about to be like, no, 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 Yield, that's wrong.
1: Like Yield was live, and that, no, that wasn't the case. All right, so uh, our topic of the week is consistent with the cyberpunk uh, lawsuit. Now, uh, you obviously you heard two episodes ago, me and Alex get into it a little bit about this. Uh, Yield was not on that episode, so I gave Yield the article and had him uh, look it over. Yield, what are your thoughts on the actual lawsuit before we actually get into our topic of the week? So
2: from my reading of it, I mean, you can kind of look at it two ways one you've got a law firm trying to make a name for itself because i mean you've already paid for the game you've made your voices heard sony is sony micro sony has pulled it off their stores you know their stock dropped yada yada you really want to hurt them um just don't buy their next game
0: yield this isn't this isn't a lawsuit for the people who bought the game it's for the investors. Who invested is in the it? company? Yeah.
2: Uh, the way I was reading it was it looked like it was one for the people who purchased the game, and then later on they're talking about the investors, so I was a little confused.
0: I mean, the way that I took it is, this kind of lawsuit, is, is focused at the company's handling of the investors' money and the shareholders and how that affects the shareholders' outcome and not necessarily the company. Because the company has already offered refunds, so I don't think anyone who bought yeah. the game can sue them. It's more because of what they did to cause the activities that they undertook. That led to the dramatic drop in the stock price, which affects people's money that they have made off, you know, having stock in the company.
2: So the shareholders are suing. Yes. Okay. In that instance, then I can see where they have a gripe because I mean it's come out that they were showing PC versions and telling us it was console versions.
0: Yeah, and they, they apparently they, they would they, not they, let outlets show specific they would not just them at their their own shows or Microsoft you know when they were doing any marketing they would not let publications show anything than the than the video they had given them so it wasn't like hey if you want to show the PS, run on the ps4 that's fine or on the xbox 1 it was you need to show this specific video that we've given you
2: yeah, yeah. and you know and it's come out that they give us the five version to run on the 4 and that so i then You know, the shareholders have a valid point that they were, you know, false and misleading statements. So,
1: All right. So the topic of the week is Cyberpunk has responded uh, to the lawsuit. Uh, This is coming from IGN and is written by Adam Bankhurst. Uh, MVP
0: of Trophy Horse, Adam
1: Bankhurst. Uh, Go go give this article a click, cause, uh, a click, because I'm going to read the entire thing to you, and it deserves a click. Cyberpunk 2077 publisher CD Projekt S.A. has confirmed it's received notice of the lawsuit filed against the company and will quote undertake vigorous action to defend itself against any such claims. End quote. The management board of CD Projekt S.A. Uh, made the regulatory announcement in response to New York-based. Rosen Law Firm filed the aforementioned class action lawsuit on behalf of purchasers in the USA of the securities of CG Project SA between January 16th, 2020 and December 17th, 2020. It acknowledges that the lawsuit is meant for the court to decide, quote, whether the actions undertaken by the company and members of its management board in connection with the release of Cyberpunk 2077 constitute a violation of federal laws, i.e. by misleading investors and consequently causing them to incur damages, end quote. CG Project also notes that, quote, Complaint does not specify the quantity of damages sought, end quote, and that it will, as previously mentioned, quote, undertake vigorous action to defend itself against such claims, end quote. The lawsuit from Rosen Law Firm claims a CG project, quote, made false and or misleading statements and or failed to disclose that Cyberpunk 2077 was virtually unplayable on the current generation Xbox or PlayStation systems due to enormous amount of bugs, end quote. In response to the above and the messy messaging surrounding the game's launch, Sony removed Cyberpunk 2077 from the PlayStation Store, and Sony, Microsoft, and CG Project would, quote, be forced to offer full refunds for the game, end quote. So, obviously we knew the CG Project was going to defend themselves, but, again, uh, and I don't want to get into an argument uh, again about this, but... How do you guys feel? Like, do you honestly feel that CG Project even has a case to defend themselves at I, I this point? I think the
0: the fact that it's come out that they have admitted that they didn't check the they didn't properly play test the um, the the PlayStation Four and Xbox One versions before they released them. The fact that they, I mean, they have admitted, and even the developers have came brought it to them. It's like you all have misled everyone by saying that the game was ready and playable in January, and then you delayed it. And then you come out and say, "Oh, we actually we didn't really test it all that well." I don't understand how they win this um, because they've admitted negligence. Their their own developers have shown have come up against them and said against CD Project Red management and said, "Why did you all say these things? These are clearly wrong and mis and untrue." So, I, I will say this: I until there's a shakeup in management at CD Project Red, I will never one invest in them. Which I I, it, I don't think that really matters to them, but I I will never buy one of their games until there is a change in management. I will never encourage anyone to buy one of their games because, and that sucks for the developers, because I'm not blaming the developers, but their management needs some serious shakeups. Like, I I hope they lose this case, because I hope that that leads to some change. Because if they don't, if they don't, um, I I feel like if they were going to undertake actions like that, they would have fired somebody already. Like, somebody at the management level needs to be fired, multiple people even, but if for anything to happen, I feel like they need to lose this case and they need to lose some serious money because otherwise the everyone who made these decisions is going stay to stay in place. And I think there needs to be some serious change there. So I, I have no faith in this company whatsoever. I have the faith in the developers. If given the time and the proper tools to make a really good game, but as far as the management goes, I have no, I do not believe they can make like their ability to make good decisions and, you know, be open and honest about the, the, status of the project, that is severely hurt. Like, I don't trust them to make those those kind of decisions anymore, so while I haven't really technically lost trust in the developers, because I've seen what they can do, the management is just, I, I would never trust them at this point. So, I, and as far right. as the case goes, like I said, I don't understand how they win this, because they've admitted negligence, and we know they lied.
1: Alright, Yield?
2: Uh, they have every right, I guess, to defend themselves, but... I mean, I good luck. I mean, I, I I don't see how you're going to win it unless you know the prosecutor just straight muffs it. but I mean, good luck to you. All
1: right, and, and, I, I, I I'm dreading saying this because I know how Alex feels about what I'm about to say. I just uh, CG Project Red has totally fucked up. There's no denying that. I just feel like this lawsuit was just filed prematurely because uh, as as was pointed out, there are punitive damages and there, you know, and this lawsuit is for damages and I understand that but I believe that if CG Project Red does rebound, fix the game, and the stock rebounds, that technically nothing was lost. That they, you know, they didn't lose money on this. They got what was lost was recapped back to them. I just they CG Project Red fucked up. They deserve to be pun, punished. People deserve to be fired. I, I'm with that 100. percent but I just think this was filed prematurely. And
0: Well, let me let me make a point to you, Tricky. <laughs> Imagine this. Like, you're an investor, and you have money invested in CD Projekt Red, and, you know, if CD Projekt Red is just honest about the status of the game and just delays it again or only releases the PC version, and the game comes out, and, it, you know, it does gangbusters, and it sells really well, and it reviews really well, and CD Projekt Red stock just, does, just builds upon that, and, and instead of dropping, it just builds upon that. If you're an investor... The difference between the situation of, hey, I lost a bunch of money because you all were negligent, and then now I have to build up to what I had versus, hey, I built money upon what I already had. There's a big difference there. Even if they get back to where they were, that's still money they could have made, a loss to money they could have made if Price Red had just been honest and handled this the right way. I, I, so that that, that is an issue. It's not just, hey, get just back to where we are. It's, we, you cost me money because you lied
1: okay i I am with you on that, but there's no guarantee that even if they did not release the console versions and only released the PC versions that they would have made and there's one. no
0: guarantee that the stock would have rebounded
1: You're, so a, you're I, I don't right. I don't think just, this is
0: too early it cannot be too early. if there is wrongdoing then file a lawsuit you're you're, you're giving I, them a pass is what you're doing you're, you're not you're saying you're not going to give them a
1: pass, but you're giving them a pass. Okay, so let me ask you a question there, Alex, and, and just a, a wild scenario. And, I, and it, it, Let's say you had $100 in your wallet, and somebody stole that money out of your wallet, and they came to you in a minute and said, listen, I took the $100 out of your wallet, uh, but I'm going to give it back to you. You now have your money back. You've lost nothing. You may lose faith yeah, in but that tricky, person that, and say, that mon- I'm tricky, never going to trust them again. No,
0: I, if that person says, you know, comes to me and says, hey— I'm not going to, you know, I, I did a wrong thing. You know, I was desperate. I needed some money for food or something for rent. But I, at the end, I felt bad about this. And I'm sorry that I sold the money from you or something like that. Then that would give me actually faith in that person because, you know, they initially would tend to do something wrong. But in the end, their conscience went over and they did the right thing. The problem is, is that if I had that $100, that money is not going to build on anything. That's just $100. I'm not accruing interest or anything within the stock market with that money being in my wallet. And, and let's be honest, CD Product Red did not admit it. It's not like in that situation, it would have been comparable if the person stole the money, was caught by somebody, and then afterwards, like, oh, well, yeah, I stole it. Here's your money back. It's not the same analogy.
1: All right. All I mean, right, it, look,
0: uh, you feel the way you do. I feel the way I do. It's, I mean, we're probably not going to see eye to eye on this. I mean, I, I mean listeners, not. they know how each of us feel. Um, so I mean, let's unless yield has something else he wants to say, let's put a pin a pin in that conversation because I mean, everyone knows how we feel. We've commented on not only in this yeah, show I, but on a previous I, show. My,
1: the the only thing I want to say is that like I, I agree with you on the fact that they should be punished. There, there definitely should be people that get fired. Heads should roll as the speak as the as the phrase goes. There definitely needs to be a shakeup in the management of the company. Me and you are a hundred percent agreement with that. I just Personally, I just feel this lawsuit was filed too quickly, and did not allow CG Project Red to fix their mistakes. I get what you're saying. Well, we're gonna stick a pin in this, unless Yield has something he wants to say.
2: I'm um, kind of more towards Alex. I can see what you're saying, but I'm more towards Alex.
1: Okay, that, that's fair. I mean, like, I'm, I'm not like I, I. Honestly, I don't feel like Alex is wrong. I just personally feel like this was just filed a little. Well, and too let, let's That's be honest, this awesome.
0: whole situation sucks because even if there are a few people who made really bad decisions, CD Projekt Red, a lot of people at CD Projekt Red, like they are in the crossfires now through no wrongdoing of their own, and it sucks. Absolutely. But
1: I and the and the developers are are suffering too because I'm I'm pretty sure there was developers who did not want to release the game that said let's delay it again. Let's fix these problems, and well, somebody above them said. Well, well no, this is we something that I haven't said on the
0: show, but I've thought about it. It's like no one. We we, we talked about how CD Projekt Red introduced uh, this game, Cyberpunk 2077, in 2012. That's the first time we ever saw it or heard about it. It's been eight years. No one, and in you know, video game development. I, I wish Jeff Hanna was on the show so I can kind of stroke his ego here. But no one goes into video game development. <laughs> it's a skill. It's a trade. You have to learn it. Not any Yahoo can just you know walk off the street and do it you have to go to school you have to learn a skill um it's an important trade no one goes through all of that and then goes through eight years of their life dedicating their life to a game to release a buggy shitty game that can't be played on a console no one does that Ah, so I, I i would assume that anyone who's on that development team who worked as hard as they did on the game whether it be sound design art design art direction gameplay whatever it is no one wanted to release this game i would hope that no one were to release this game in a less than ideal state you don't put your heart and soul to a game for 8 years you know without wanting it to be good and be reviewed well and received well and be, for people to have fun with it
1: all right uh so we're done with this yield nothing else for you nope. all right then yield it is your favorite soundbite of the show sir Ta- And just for the record, it's one of Alice's favorites, too. I mean, Lion King is my favorite Disney movie. Uh, uh, Fun fact, before we actually go into our only question of the show, because I posted it late. Uh, The goddess has uh, Under the Sea ringtone on her phone, and I was surprised. And she goes, I love Disney movies. I'm like, I I get that. I just didn't know you were a little mermaid fan. So that's me mentioning the goddess on the show. Levi wants to know, what is Yuns. that's spelled Y-U-N-S, most anticipated games of the year? Yield, we'll start with you, uh, I was
2: talking with this with a buddy at the end of the year. Um, I don't, honestly, don't know what really is rolling out this year. We, we were sitting down at New Year's Eve. <sighs> And we were, you know, video game chatting and everything. And I'm like, you know, normally this time of the year, you've got, you know, five five or six games in that ballpark of, okay, I'm looking forward to this. I know that's coming out sometime this year, yada, yada, yada.
1: You want me to look up a list for you real no, quick? No,
2: no, you don't have to. Because if it was that important, I would know. Uh, it, th- okay. th- that, that's how I feel. The only thing that I'm looking forward to as of right now as of recording on what is it, one ten? Uh, uh, yeah, one ten. Yeah. The only thing I'm I'm interested in, I'm waiting for Horizon, Forbidden West, and I am waiting okay. for uh, uh, Lego Star Wars: A Complete Edition. All
1: right. And,
2: and honestly, that's it.
1: Uh, Alex.
0: So the first thing I'm really excited and we've got like a month here to go before this, but I mentioned it before the, the Zelda 35th anniversary collection is come is, well, I, I shouldn't say collection, but the Zelda's 35th anniversary is coming up in February. So like right around that time, you know, I think the Mario stuff, the 3d collection is going to disappear in March. So I'm excited to what see what they do for Zelda because, you know, based on feedback from Mario, you can, you, well, first of all, you're probably going to see a collection of some sort, an HD collection for the switch which is probably going to include some of the best 3D Zeldas there are. And, you know, just based on some of the feedback from the the stuff they release and, you know, like, hey, why'd you do this? Hey, we'd love to see this. You would hope that they would iterate and make things, you know, even better for Zelda to to kind of Serve that fanfare. Uh, there's also the Pokemon 25th Anniversary Collection this year, or not, I keep saying collection, but the 25th Anniversary Pokemon is this year, and I'm I'm excited to see what they do for that. So, I mean, not really concrete games, although, because, I mean, there's so much we, we don't really know about, you know, game shift and release dates and stuff. Deathloop is a game that I've been very intrigued in. I'm excited to see if that comes out this year and and if I can play that. Returnal is probably the most solid release date that we have right now, it's coming out in March, and that's a game that I I definitely want to play, you know, barring any kind of awful reviews or any news about, you know, it being just completely unplayable. But um, I'd say that those, and, you know, Horizon, I'll say it again, but, you know, we just don't know if that's coming out this year. So I'm really excited about, like, some of the Nintendo anniversaries and, and more so, like, Concrete, I'd say probably Returnal is the game I'm looking forward to. And, you know, there's always indie games that, you know, like, we, we talked with Steven before, you know, the Game Awards about some of the indie games that we had never heard of that were up for consideration. Like, I, I mean, there's always going to be those little games you pick up along the way that you're, you're not going to hear the same amount of fanfare as for the, the AAA games. So uh, I, I guess there's – I'm – Holding, I'm excited for certain things, but just kind of like, I, I'm just looking forward to finding um, to hear to to finally seeing like how certain t- games turn out, but also like just getting recommendations along the way to games that I would not have played or found myself if not you know through word of mouth.
1: All right, I actually did look up a list um, at because I really drawing a blank on what was actually coming out. See, I'm not the only uh, one. Yeah, so. I'm I'm just gonna mention these games and uh, I got this from Game Informer just for the record. Uh, I don't know who if somebody wrote this article is. Uh, it's just listed as Game Informer staff. So uh, in January, uh, as Cobra Kai, uh, uh, which is out. Wait, wait, games. is that the show or the game? No, there's
2: a the, the, the there's game. a game. There's a game. I the think
1: Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid saga continues. It's it, but it's only for PC.
2: It, no, there's one out already. I've seen it in the shelf.
1: Oh well, I don't know. This is this label is just PC. Oh. Maybe we came out on something else. Uh, MXGP for the PlayStation Five. Scott Pilgrim, Hitman Three comes out January twentieth. Ride Four comes out January twenty first. Uh, the Medium, uh, but that's Xbox only. Uh, the Yakuza, it's Xbox only. In February we have Control uh, coming out February second. I think that's the complete edition. Uh, put the, that's for the PlayStation Five and Series X. Uh Werewolf Neo 2 The Complete Collection Neo 2 and Neo Remastered coming out February 5th. Uh, let's see. Super Mario 3D World Bowser Fury coming out February twelfth. Uh, I'm just trying to skip over here. Uh, in March, uh we have Harvest Moon, Prince of Persia remake, Returnal, Yakuza 6, It Takes Two, which is the the game from the same person that made... Um, a Way Out. There you go. Thank you. Uh, Monster Heart to Rise is coming out March 26th. Uh, in April, we have Outriders, You've Been Kind, and Near Replicant with all those numbers that I'm not mentioning. And thank God Yield doesn't see this because he would have said it. Deathloop is coming out May 21st. In June, we have Back for Blood. And there's a bunch of games to be announced. Uh... I'm just going to mention off the ones that... Uh,
2: Sound interesting?
1: Uh, Yeah, because it's a long list. Uh, let's see. Apex Legends is going to the Switch. Axiom Verge 2 is coming to the Switch. Babylon's Fall. Uh, uh, let's see. Crash Bandicoot on the run is coming to iOS and Android. I don't know if you're going to be interested in that, Alex. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, a Crash Cross- mobile game doesn't sound that enticing. <laughs> uh, Crossfire X, which I believe... I mean, this is listed for the Series X and Xbox One. I believe that was the PC game that was coming over that I said I was really interested in playing. Does, is that the one I'm thinking of? Couldn't tell you. You guys remember that? No. I think that's uh, okay. I think Cyberpunk uh 2077 for the PlayStation 5 Series X versions, which at this point they should just fucking release them because it's already out anyway. Uh Disco Elysium is coming to the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and Switch. We don't have a release date on that yet. Uh let's see. There's so many games here. Far Cry 6. Ghostwire <coughs> Ghostwire Tokyo. God of War 2021, which I don't think is coming out this year. God of War in Uh, the
0: future.
1: Gotham Knights, uh, Gran Turismo 7, uh, GTA 5 is coming to the the current consoles. Halo Infinite, uh, Hello Neighbor 2, Hogwarts Hold on, Tricky, sorry to
0: stop you, but I think it's incredible that we completely forgot about Gotham Knights. Like, all the Warner Brothers and, like, the Rocksteady announcements... (laughs) that came out about, like, Suicide Squad and all that, like, we, none of us remembered that.
1: Uh, we up. How's uh stop. Hogwarts Legacy, Hollow Knight, uh, Hood, Outlaws, and Legends. Uh, I think that was the game you said you were interested in Yield? What? Or you said you were no longer interested in Hood, Outlaws, and Legends? Well, I
2: was interested until they said it was online. And it was an okay. online multiplayer, and I'm like, oh, up, oh, I'm done. Like, I like the concept, but not the fact that we're going to be strictly online.
1: All right. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, Hyperscape, uh, Kerbal Space Program 2, League of Legends, Wild Rift, uh, Lego Star Wars, the the Skywalker Saga. Uh, I'm trying to go through this as quick as possible. Marvel Future Revolution, Marvel's Avengers, the, the current gen versions. Uh... Let's see. I'm trying to skip over a lot of these. Psychonauts two. Oh, I forgot there. about that. that. That's supposed to be this year. That's according to this. That's right. right, we'll put Psychonauts uh, two on that last at the top PlayStation of the list. game. Uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine, Ratchet and Clank: Rift Apart, PlayStation Five, Resident Evil Village, Roller Champions. Uh, Rust, which is big in the uh, streamer community right now. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, Skater XL, Skull and Bones. Yeah,
2: whenever.
1: <laughs> uh, I was excited uh, for
2: that three years ago.
1: Apparently, uh, Splunky and Splunky 2 are coming to the Switch. State of Decay 3, uh, Subnautica uh, two, 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 if that two, game two, had
2: a tutorial, I would think I'd love it.
1: Uh, let's see. Okay, that's it. That's all the. I mean, obviously, you know, there's a lot more games on this list. I, I just mentioned off the ones that I saw that thing, but yeah. So, uh, The Stanley Parable. Who? I think that was The, the Stanley Parable. Never heard of that. that was a big game back in the day. I don't know. All right, but that's uh, that's the games that we got. So that's the list. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely I think know. that I, mean, I would that...
0: add Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and Psychonauts two to my list of most anticipated games. In fact, maybe just to see how good Psychonauts is, how it turns out, considering that we haven't seen that game that series since I was back in college, and we didn't even think we were ever going to get a sequel. Um, so that's probably the game I'm most excited about. But I am super excited for the the Zelda. What they do for Zelda and for Pokemon this year.
1: And uh Yield you don't tell you too uh two coveted Skull Bulge is coming out.
2: Well, I mean, like I said, <laughs> three years ago I was stoked for this game, and then we changed it to be like Fortnite. And, yeah. You you gotta win me back over now. I'm I'm you know, this is Duke Nukem forever for me.
1: Yeah. Uh. Uh, you know, just uh, NASCAR ever happens. Duke, Duke, and Forever was always DNF. did not finish.
2: I, I enjoyed it. I don't know what all y'all's problem with it. I loved it.
1: <laughs> all right. So uh, let's close out the show. But before we do that, we have to one more ad.
0: If you're looking for additional ways to support us, you can always stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash gamer. No matter what tier you decide to support us know that it helps pay the bills and is greatly appreciated. And it's the only way to get the newest podcast, Tricky Thoughts, where Tricky sits down and discusses current events, social issues, and much more.
1: Tricky, Tricky yeah, Thoughts, where of-
0: Tricky's podcast disappears for a year and a half and <laughs> is never seen again.
1: No, I, I was just about to say, I just secured my next show uh i it's gonna be a very instant conversation i i i work with this guy and he uh is very intelligent and very articulate and he actually taught me a a real good life lesson yesterday uh while i was at work and i cannot wait for you guys to hear the show i may even just release this show for free so i'm not gonna put it beyond the paywall all right, so let's close out the show with some shout-outs. Alex, go first.
0: Give a shout-out to the listeners, the fans, the fuel to the fire that is struck yours. Thank you all for continuing to support the show and to push us to even greater influence and to even greater heights. We could not do it without you guys. And we're, we're happy that you're joining us again for yet another year, 2021. Give a shout-out to Levi for his work with the Be Legit and to, you know— um, improve that or to iterate upon it so that it's a better experience for everybody and also to you know up the prizes to recognize that there are more and more people interested in joining which you know shows that levi is doing great work give a i'll i'll show a shout out for the question this week thanks levi give a shout out to tricky and yield for recording tonight and give a shout out to my awesome and loving girlfriend ashley for the new recording studio rest in peace alex's old microphone and recording studio unless you know something goes wrong with this but give a shout out to her for all the efforts she put in uh it was a wonderful christmas gift it was very thoughtful and all the research that she that she did um i am excited that uh, i'm you know actually might sound like a semi-professional podcaster now thank you honey
2: so Yield. so yeah so i'll roll into it uh i will give a shout out to tricky and alex for recording this evening uh shout out to homer alex uh, the brain for Rocket League Thursdays. Shout out to Nitro for hanging out, watching the stream, uh, roasting Tricky because that's always fun. Not cool. That's not cool. <laughs> that's always fun, especially when does he know? No that, bueno. Let
1: me ask you: Does he know you? No, actually, he. I I, I played division with him the other night. Okay, and so, I asked him. I asked. I I'll, I'll, I'll let you Okay, get so
2: that's really cool because he doesn't know you and he's roasting you as if he knows you. So, that's just freaking awesome. Uh, Woo! My train derailed. Uh,
1: does that happen to you often? Oh
2: yeah, it does. It sucks getting old. Uh, a shout out to the fans for hanging out, interacting, joining us for Rocket League Thursdays. Um... Man, I had another one. Oh, well. It'll come to me next week. I hit Nitro. I hit you guys. Yeah, if it comes to me, I'll just shout out some shout-out DLC, but that's it. Peace out
1: and i want to give a shout out to sweet Mama d who's sitting on my lap waiting for me to finish recording so we can go watch some tv shout out to the goddess uh who is currently waiting to make me my traditional sunday dinner and shout out to no actually a twerp you to nitro for roasting me uh i found out that when we played uh division 2 the other night how we found the show he said he heard me on either um cj show or on the loop brothers and brought him over so i'm glad that you know i had an impact on the show their shows to bring him over here oh he's Hopefully definitely learn, listening uh, to the not to follow the dark side he,
2: he's definitely listening to the better of the two shows in, in, between uh, us and here, the, and the, the loop brothers he uh, has the headphones on. i i can see that but that's okay all that. what was all that i said he's definitely listening to the better of the two shows compared to us and the loop brothers
1: Oh yes, I, that's what I was saying. Yes. I, 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 I'm not taking a it? shot at CJ. Absolutely not. No, no. Sweet mama, D had the headphones on, so I couldn't hear what you were oh, saying. No, no. I, spiking. I, 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 <laughs> oh, I know
2: that. that. That's perfectly fine.
1: Uh, so if there's nothing else, until next week, say happy trophy Hunter. Happy trophy Hunter. Oh, you gotta say no, it say say- with some enthusiasm. You gotta say it with more enthusiasm. Ready? Let's try it some one more time. So if there's nothing else, until next week. Happy trophy hunting. There you Later.
0: Go.
1: In five, four, three, three two, 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 one, one. and stop.